Blog Talk Radio. previewing Dover as well as Lucas Oil Raceway. Uh, We will spend the first half hour tonight uh, looking at some, uh, okay, yeah, (laughs) we are having some technical difficulties. I'm going to let everybody know that right off the bat. Uh, Jay is trying to call into the show. Uh, It took me a couple of tries, and I know he's going to keep trying as well. Um, So we'll have to... We'll have to uh, try to stay hang loose. We had the same issue on uh, Monday night, so uh, the thing is, um, you know, we, it's something unavoidable. I know that the engineers are actively working to resolve the issue at Blog Talk Radio, uh, so just hang tight with us uh, while we wait for uh, Jay to be able to get into the show. Uh, now I will go over our uh, program for tonight. Uh, first of all, uh, we are going to be doing a few updates with the k Pro Series West that is not racing this weekend. Uh, then we'll do a preview of the Arkham Menard Series that's going to be racing at Lucas Oil Raceway, as well as the k East has their season finale this week at Dover International Speedway. So we'll re- preview that race as well. At 9 o'clock during our second half hour, we'll get into some updates from the NASCAR Gander Outdoor Truck Series. That series uh, is not racing again this weekend, but we will provide those updates uh, to keep everybody informed of what's happening there. Then uh, what we'll do is at 9.20, we'll get into the preview for the Xfinity Series, and then at 9.40, we'll get into the Cup Series. So... um, so what we're going to do is uh, at 10 o'clock is NASCAR Hot Topic Sound Off. Hopefully, uh, Jay will be in before then, uh, and then we'll be able to get Andy into the show at the 10 o'clock half hour for our NASCAR Hot Topic Sound Off. So, um, I, again, Jay is trying. There are some technical difficulties that we are running into here tonight. Uh, and we'll do our best to kind of navigate our way through here. However, if the technical difficulties do not uh, correct themselves here in the next few minutes, we may have to end up canceling the show uh, because two hours of talking is going to be a little bit much for me, Uh, and uh, I'm sure my voice isn't going to hold out for that. So uh, hopefully we'll hear from Andy or Jay. While we're waiting for Jay to come on board, uh, let's talk about the K&N Pro Series West. Uh, the standings there are very tight. They have three more races left on their schedule. Uh, they'll be racing at All-American Speedway uh, in Roseville. Then they have the Kern County Raceway, and then they'll end up uh, with the uh, uh, ISM Raceway in November. So that race still has a little bit of a ways to go before it's, or that series has a little ways to go before they're finished. Uh, But right now, Derek Cross is the points leader. We had him on the show on Monday. So if you get a chance uh, to go back and hear what Derek Cross has to say uh, during our Monday episode, he was on during the second half hour. Um, Anyway, he is leading the series points. He's 
four points behind him is Trevor Huddleston. Haley Deegan is now in third place, 45 points back. Jagger Jones is fourth, 48 points back. And Brittany Zamora in fifth place, 87 points back. The real battle here is between second, third, and fourth. And I, I, I expect that that is going to change quite a bit over these next three races uh, because uh, there's a matter of eight points separating fourth place and fifth place, uh, uh, fourth place and second place. So uh, with that, hopefully uh, that will all be settled in these next two races. Uh, and again, I encourage everybody to go back and listen to our Monday night show where we talked with uh, Derek Krause, the series points leader here in the KN Pro Series West. Now, this week, they are going to be the KN Pro Series East has their season finale, and that race is going to take place at Dover International Speedway. Uh, that is going to be a big event because. Uh, this is where we find out who the series champion is going to be. It looks like it's going to be Sam Mayer, uh, and if he does, uh, I'm pretty sure he will, but if he does, oh, here's Jay. Let's bring him into the queue. Jay, it's uh, spinning right now, so we'll bring you into the queue as quickly as we can. Hopefully there it is. Jay, welcome to the show. All right, thank you. Eight times the charm. I think it took you to get in, but uh, we're here. <laughs> well, thank you for uh, keeping on trying because uh, I, I know I had to make a couple of attempts myself before I could get in, uh, so I'm really glad that you're able to make it. Uh, I was just getting into the Canon Pro Series West, I'm sorry, East, that has their season finale this week at Dover International Speedway and talking about Sam Mayer, who may uh, is probably going to make some history this week as the youngest ever uh, champion to be crowned in the Canon Pro Series. Yeah, well, he's definitely earned it. We've talked about it all year of the season he has had. And, you know, not that there aren't some other good teams. We've saw some very competitive races. So it's one of those of you definitely earn it at this level, especially with the talent that's there. But it's great to see. I know we keep hearing that more and more, the youngest ever. Uh, we'll have to wait and see where that line eventually gets drawn of not broken. Yes. Uh, I will say that uh, one of the things that we were just talking about, I was just talking about how the West uh, has a battle going on really with um, the – uh, that the positions from two through four. Uh, the same thing is kind of true here with the K&M Pro Series East. It is. There is definitely some still some point shifting to happen even in this final race. I had to back out. I had the entry list up, but uh, that's been been tight all year long, and I don't see it uh, stopping here as they battle out in this final race. Excuse me. Right, Chase Cabaret is 30 points back. Spencer Davis in third place is 42 points back. And Tanner Gray in fourth place is 48 points back. Uh, Sam Mayer, as we mentioned earlier, he's the leader. Max McLaughlin in that fifth spot is 61 points back. So really it's that two through four positions again where the real battle is going to take place. And the key factor I look at there is every one of those drivers does already have a win this year. Uh, Chase Cabri actually having two of them, obviously with the 30 to 42 point gap, 12 points a little bit bigger than anyone else's, but six points between third and fourth, uh, still a battle. And Max McLaughlin, uh, 12, 13 points behind uh, fourth, could certainly still get up there and mix it up and change it up a little bit. Yes, indeed, and that's the thing to watch for in this race, even though we're saying that the battle is between uh, Chase Cabray, Spencer Davis, and Tanner Gray in those two through four positions. There's any one of these drivers uh, that are on the entry list that could shake things up. Now, that is certainly true, and I know one of them I saw earlier, uh, Todd Gillen, going to be in there in the number 54 so you, you have to consider him a factor to win the race, which that obviously affects the point standings as they run it out for the final race. 
Exactly, and keep in mind that last year's winner uh, of this race was Ruben Garcia Jr. with Red Racing. Uh, this is a one-mile concrete oval. Uh, it really suits his driving style, and uh, this race is going to take place this Friday, October the 4th at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, you can follow along. The live streaming is on fanschoice.tv at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, and uh, actually... Uh, NBC Sports Network will also have the delayed broadcast on Friday, October the 11th at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Harrison Burton was last year's poll winner, uh, but uh, again, uh, I would look for uh, some of these guys on the entry list to be spoiler makers uh, for these uh, drivers that are competing for points. And another one I know we talked about last week wasn't able to make their, their last race, not able to make the race, the 74 of Brandon McReynolds, uh, another one that certainly could be considered a spoiler amongst the points battle. Without a doubt. He he does very well also uh, on these types of tracks, and I look for him to have a good run this weekend. Uh, but uh, make no, no doubts about it. Uh, those three drivers are all going to be racing hard along with uh, all of the other drivers in the field. And almost one like this, uh, if you're a gambling person, uh, makes the odds betting really tough when we talk about that because if Sam Mayer, and you know every driver goes out there wants to win every race, but if he gets in a position battling with a couple of these guys that are strictly there going for the win, you know, he may have to look at, hey, big picture is the championship. If I push this, is it going to cost me the championship? So you might see a little bit of it, but then again, <laughs> knowing Sam Mayer and any driver, uh, they see that checkered flag. We saw that in the Cup Series last year. They see that checkered flag, and that's really what they're after at that particular moment. Uh, could make for some real interesting battles. Absolutely. And then you've got uh... – uh, Rev Racing has more than one driver, of course, with Chase Cabray and Ruben Garcia Jr. Uh, racing this weekend. Uh, Shiggy Hattori with Max McLaughlin. Uh, DDR with Crossley Racing. Uh, they're going to have Tanner Gray and Drew Dollar. Uh, so there's also uh, Sam Hunt is racing this weekend. Uh, you've got uh, Josh Panopoulos uh, racing this weekend in the number 36. Stefan Parsons in the 38. Uh, also racing, uh, uh, you mentioned it, Todd Gilliland, uh, a champion in the K&N Pro Series, uh, is racing the number 54 this weekend. Bill Hoff in the 71. Brandon McReynolds will be in that number 74. And Justin Carroll will be racing the number 91 this weekend. 14 drivers on this entry list. Again, a good field for a series, East Series only race here as they wrap up the season. I know we got a couple of big names, but a couple there that we don't see as often, Sam Hunt and uh, Stephen Parsons. And I, I don't know how many uh, starts Parsons has made, but that's another one that I think you got to keep your eye on because I think we're going to see more and more of in the future. Yes, some of these drivers that are racing this time of year are uh, kind of testing the waters, if you will, <laughs> to see uh, what their chances are of, of uh, uh, racing in this series possibly for next year. So uh, definitely a name to keep your eye on. We have seen him race in the Xfinity Series. He's had four starts there this year. Uh, he's also raced the Gander after a truck series. He's had two starts there this year. Uh, and two starts last year in that series. He's also raced uh, one race in the Arkham Menard series, and uh, he's been a regular in the Cars Late Model Stock Touring series, so uh, with 19 races over three years in that series. So definitely a driver to keep your eye on this weekend. Most certainly, and obviously the, the, the name that, that, that he carries with him has some history. But as every driver does, they have to build their own. And he's definitely been doing that through these past couple of years. Without a doubt. Okay. Um, now, I, I do want to get on to the Arca Menard series because that series is going to be racing uh, this weekend as well. Uh, this is their next to last race before they close out their season. Uh, and they are going to be racing – uh, let me see if I've got it here. 
They're going to be racing the Earth Potato Chips 200 on Friday, October the 5th. Uh, and that, I'm sorry, Saturday, October the 5th. That will be at 8 p.m. Eastern Time at Lucas Oil Raceway. Hopefully you can get out there to the track and watch this one. Uh, the races out at this track are a lot of fun to watch. Uh, but there is a tight, tight points battle happening in this series. Another good reason to get out there to the track if you can make it. I certainly wish I could, but you talk about the t- the tight points battle, you're talking five points, two races to go. So this one could play a huge factor in the final race, but we got to get through this one first. And right now it is five points, and that is just unbelievable with the way this season has gone for these two drivers. Michael Self, currently still your leader, but Chris Janecki is right back up there with him now. And both of those drivers, Venturini Motorsports drivers, who's had just an incredible season this year uh, in the Arkham Menard Series. They certainly have put their stamp back on the Arkham Menard Series. I know that they have been there forever, but have had a couple of a uh, little bit of a down season, if you will, especially based on their standards. They certainly returned to form this year. Yes, indeed. Uh, now, I forgot to mention that this race, if you're not able to get out there to the track, it's a 200-mile race. It will be televised on MAV-TV, uh, as well as the coverage that they provide at ARCARacing.com. If you are a registered member there, uh, you can watch the live timing and scoring and take part in the chat feature uh, where people are keeping fans informed of what's happening throughout the race. Uh, so, again, that race starts at 8 p.m. Eastern time. And uh, this is an interesting entry list, too, because uh, we've got a big battle going on between the Venturini teammates, uh, but they have some people within their own ranks that could be spoilers this weekend. Well, again, you got Chandler Smith in the number 20 making another start. Uh, obviously, always a top contender. Uh, that you have to contend with, especially when it comes to these short tracks. Absolutely. He's in the number 20 this weekend, and Chandler Smith has been fantastic on the short tracks. Another driver, though, that's racing for uh, uh, Venturini this weekend in the number 55 car uh, is Haley Deegan. We know her from the Canon Pro Series. Uh, she's going to be racing the Arkham Art Series this weekend and getting some uh, track experience at Lucas Oil Raceway. Another one, great opportunity to see here get yet another start here in the Arkham Menard Series with uh, Venturini Motorsports. Uh, she hasn't been as um, highlighted uh, in the Arkham Menard Series as she has been in the K&N, but that's part of the progression. You know, I, I think it's her fourth, maybe fifth start. So see what kind of improvement we see, and if she can be a contender, obviously in the Venturini Motorsports car, you got to expect that she'll have the chance. Absolutely. Now, Travis Braden uh, doesn't really have a home track in the Arkham Menard Series, uh, so he considers this to be the closest track to the shop uh, that he drives for with Don Fike uh, with the Matrix Care, Conscious Healthcare, and Liberty Village on his car. Uh, he's looking to do well at this track and could very well be a spoiler at Lucas Oil Raceway uh, looking to get a win for his uh, hometown team. With both both him and then uh, uh, Brett Holmes uh, in the number 23 are ones that have been there in the top five in points all year. And we've really been mm-hmm. waiting for them to get that breakout victory on the year. Uh, and it could very well come here at Lucas Oil Raceway. So we'll have to keep an eye on both of them. They are not mathematically eliminated from the points battle yet. But they they need to pick up that win now, I think, if they're going to be in contention come Kansas. Absolutely. Another driver looking to make that uh, a little bit closer battle is the number five guy uh, this season, Joe Graff Jr., uh, in the number 77, Eat Sleep Race Ford for Jazz, Chad Bryant Racing. Uh, he certainly has been knocking on the door and wants to get that win as well. And there's an article up on the uh, homepage here for Arkham Menards. Uh, I love the confidence show, and he said this weekend is where he starts it. Uh, <laughs> chopping into that 200-point deficit, if you will. Uh, again, it's a very tall task, but that doesn't mean it can't be done. Like you said, he's another one that has been right there 
we're just waiting for that victory for the whole race to come together for that team. Right. Another driver for fans to keep their eye on this weekend is in the number 28 car. Uh, it's a Chevrolet. He's from Portage, Michigan, Carson Hosevar. He loves these types of tracks, and I look for him to have a good run. I certainly would expect so. We have seen some great things out of him in the limited starts he's made in several series. Uh, he's another one. That you're talking about the future here uh, down the road, whether it be in the Arkham Menards. He's made some truck series starts. Uh, I think we're going to see his name long-term in the future of NASCAR. And another driver uh, with uh, a, a win here recently, Ty Gibbs in the number 18, uh, wants to make it two in a row, two in a row for uh, the Gibbs organization. Well, and that would be a two that he's okay with. He's, he's finished second a lot of times, so getting those wins is very important to him. Uh, getting two in a row would be indifferent to the number two, but he'd certainly be happy with that. <laughs> Without a doubt. Uh, Corey Heim in the number 22 for Chad Bryant Racing, teammate uh, to Joe Graff Jr. Uh, he's he's uh, looking uh, uh, stronger and stronger every week. He has. We have seen some great things out of him this year as well, especially with the, the Chad Bryant team and what they're building over there. And then the one next to him there in the number 21, talked about him already, Sam Mayer, doing the double duty. And, and that's one of the things that tells me the amount of talent this kid yeah. has is you see him do this and do these double races like this several times throughout the year and perform well. Uh, you know, I look back at way, when we talk about drivers that have done that, the first one that comes to my mind is Kyle Busch. So, you see that kind of talent and a, a capability to make things like that happen and perform well while doing it. A championship on Friday, a win on Saturday, not a bad deal if, uh, for Sam Mayer if he's able to pull that off. That certainly would be the coup, yes. <laughs> okay, some other drivers uh, that I want to make sure we mention. Howie DeSavino, the third. Uh, will be in the number 32 this weekend for uh, Kevin Sawinski. And uh, he's from Chesterfield, Virginia. Uh, let's see what he can do this weekend. Again, we've talked about this number 32. I know Gus Dean drove it uh, last year. Uh, very special to me as Kevin Sawinski came from the north. Um, always love to see that team out there. And, again, the opportunities they have given other drivers. Yes. Yes, it really is fantastic. Also, in the uh, Kimmel number 69 car is going to be Scott Melton uh, for Melton McFadden Insurance Agency. So uh, uh, a good run for him would be good as well because they are an Indiana team. Another one Another one is, is Tim Richmond in the uh, number 06 for Wayne Peterson out of Ottawa, Illinois. You get to see these drivers uh, racing close to home. As you mentioned, not necessarily a home track, but the closest one they have on the Arkham Menard series. Absolutely. Brad Smith will be back in the number 48 for his own team, uh, trying to hit some of the ones that we've not mentioned. Dick Dohaney in the number 11 for Dohaney Racing, owner Andy Hill, Hillenberg. Uh, one that uh, Okay. If you um, want to start with well, Bobby and now and do that okay. row, then I'll do the top row. Okay, Bobby Gerhardt in the number five uh, cell phone Lucas Oil Machine, another staple in the Arkham Menard series with you, as well as Basham, Daryl Basham, um, as you mentioned with the uh, Hillenburg Racing, he'll be in the number one fast track racing Toyota. Okay, your row is a little bit different than mine. Uh, Eric Caudell will be in the number seven uh, for his own team uh, this weekend. He's from Piedmont, Oklahoma. Tommy V. Jr. from per- Parsippany, New Jersey, will be in the number 10 forward for Andy Hillenburg this weekend. No, the rows are the same. I actually just skipped the row. <laughs> um, okay. Going to the top <laughs> row then for Daryl Basham will be Mike Basham out of Sellersburg, Indiana in the number 34, as well as another Wayne Peterson entry, the number zero, greatrailing.com, being driven by Ben Peterson. Okay, so 
Uh, those are all of the drivers that are entered this weekend. We've highlighted uh, some of the ones that we think will be strong contenders this week, but you never know what can happen at the racetrack. Uh, so that's why fans need to tune in <laughs> for this race. This is the next to the last race for the Arkham and Art Series. They end their season at Kansas Speedway uh, later this month. And that race, by the way, uh, we told you this race, Hers Potato Chip 100 or 200, will take place on Saturday. The Arca Kansas 150 will end the season for the Arca Menard Series on October the 18th, 7.30 p.m. Eastern, uh, that's actually Central Time, at Kansas Speedway. Now, that race is going to be televised on Fox Sports 1. So these last two races are really important races in the Arkham Menard Series, especially with the points battle so tight, just five points between two teammates from Venturini Motorsports, Michael Self and Christian Eckes. And I think a big factor that goes along with that points battle is you're looking at uh, I don't know that they have necessarily a, a number attached to a full field, but 22 entries, uh, that is a big field for the Arkham Menard Series. Exactly, and that's what makes it an anything-can-happen kind of event. Uh, and, of course, Sam Mayer is looking for everything to go smoothly, uh, but you just never know what can happen that could uh, kind of foil his plans. Uh, but uh, going back to <coughs> back to uh, – I'm thinking of the uh, K&N Pro Series here with Sam Mayer, but uh, it's actually Michael Self and Christian Eckes that are looking to go after this championship, and they don't want anything to foil their efforts at uh, going after that title. Certainly not. Uh, I mean, they are focused on their own race, but they, that's one of those things that has to be in the back of their mind. If they have a bad day with this number of cars, it could be an extremely bad day. Yes, and they don't want that to happen. Uh, So tune in, get out to the track if you can get out to the track, and enjoy the race. Do you have a favorite for the Canyon Pro Series uh, East this week or for the Arkham and Art Series? Well, on the uh, you know what I'll, I'll I'll take them both the same on the Canon East side. It's not necessarily uh, out on a limb, but I'll go with Sam Mayer to win it going away and put a stamp on his season. But I'll also take him in the Arkham Menard Series, kind of as the spoiler, if you will. Okay, so you're taking the same guy for both events, the double header yeah, guy. Yeah, we're we're gonna get on that train and ride it the whole way. Okay. Uh, I, I'm going to go for Travis Braden in the Arca Menard Series. Uh, this is a home track. I know they want to do well at that track, and I think he could be a spoiler this weekend. I know I'm going out on a little bit on a limb here, but uh, I think Travis Braden can get it done this weekend. Well, and there um, would be no better time or place for him to do that, that's for sure. <laughs> that is for sure. Uh, on the Arca Menard, on the uh, Canon Pro Series side, uh, that's going to be a tough one. I think Todd Gilliland could be a spoiler this weekend, and uh, I look for him to have a good run this weekend. So I'll go with Todd Gilliland. Well, your your limb is as, is as sturdy as mine there. That was the other one I would have uh, taken. Again, <laughs> you can't discount him. Obviously, a champion in that series. I know he makes limited starts, but when he shows back up, he's always a top contender. Without a doubt. All right, uh, we're a couple minutes early, uh, but as we've been known to do, we can start earlier and end up late. So uh, let's go ahead and get started with the Gander Outdoor Truck Series. Again, they are not racing this weekend. Their next race will take place Saturday, October the 12th at Talladega Super Speedway. And uh, the, the defending winner at that race was Timothy Peters in 2018, uh, but there is a lot on the line uh, for these guys at Talladega Super Speedway. So let's start uh, with uh, some updates there with regard to uh, the tracks. Uh, the three tracks that are in this, Talladega is the first track that's going to be on their schedule for this round, but uh, what about the other two tracks? 
Well, again, we've been off for a couple of weeks, so we've talked about this, but the round of six will be Talladega Super Speedway, October 12th, a 2.66 high-mile high-banked Super Speedway with 33 degrees of banking in the corners and 16.5 on the front stretch. And then you go the direct opposite on Saturday, October 26th, as you go to Martinsville Speedway, known as the Paperclip, it's a 0.52-mile short track with only 12 degrees of banking in the turns and perfectly flat in the straightaways. And then they'll wrap up that round as they hit ISM Raceway, and that'll be on Friday, November 8th at ISM Raceway, located in Phoenix, Arizona. And that's in the middle between the two. It's a one-mile track, again, recently reconfigured, which happened prior to the 2018 fall race. And that was to move the start-finish line to the former backstretch just before the dog leg makes that quite interesting now as they come to the finish line out there the bank is in the turn elimination race and it's mostly you're right that i mean that just uh triples it almost if you will <laughs> um the turns out there they're only 11 degrees on the turns one and two nine in turns three and four so they're not even the same in the sets of turns and then three degrees on the back stretch and nine on the front stretch. So three okay. very unique unique tracks in this set or in this round. Yeah, NASCAR's done a good job of really showcasing the different types of tracks that these guys race on. And they ha and drivers have to show that they can race on all these different types of tracks in order to win a championship. So uh, again, these are do not miss races. So mark those dates on your calendar. However, if you're a championship contender and uh, you're coming up to Talladega, uh, just keep in mind that Talladega has not been the most welcoming track for title holders in recent years. Since the truck series began racing at Talladega in 2006, no champion has won at the 2.66-mile Alabama Super Speedway during their title season. In fact, only two series champions have ever visited Talladega's victory lane at some point in their career. In 2006 and in 2010, champion Todd Bodine won there in 2007 and 8. The 2016 title holder, Johnny Sauter, won the 2013 race. So looking at acting drivers who hold championships, Sauter still leads them all with a win, three top fives, and five top ten finishes in ten Talladega starts. His win came in 2013, but he only has an average finish of 15.8 in the races he's had there since. His most recent race at Alabama was cut short by a wreck, giving him a 22nd place finish. Now, Matt Crafton, the 2013 and 14 champion, is next. He has 13 starts at Talladega, uh, giving him one top five. That was a fourth in 2010 and four top tens. His average finish, 16.8, and he has a three TNFs in his most recent trip to Talladega. He finished ninth. Brett Moffat, last year's champion, has only made one trip to Talladega, and in that trip last fall, he finished 17th. So it's going to be an interesting race. It most certainly is, and, you know, Talladega is known as the wild card. The fact that it is that hard on your champions uh, should tell you what you need to know about racing at Talladega Super Speedway. (laughs) Without a doubt. Now we're going to break down the playoff contenders at Dega. Again, we've had some off weeks here between races for the Gander Outdoor Truck Series. We've already broken down the top four of the seeding into Talladega. Uh, we'll add two more this week with the who start the round outside that championship four cutoff, Matt Crafton and Tyler Ankrum. I'll do a real quick rundown on the ones we've covered already. Uh, Stuart Friesen, the number 52 Helmar Friesen Chevrolet, again had mediocre success at Talladega with two appearances at the track six in his most recent visit and 17th in 2017. Uh, Ross Chastain, he was the number 45 Nice, Mortz, nice Motorsports Chevrolet, has finished twice finished third at the Super Speedways, again, including his most recent start. So he's got a little bit of momentum. Uh, Austin Hill, 
Obviously, this fall with Mark Hill's third trip to Talladega Super Speedway, driving the number 16 Hattori Enterprises Toyota. He was 10th there last fall and 22nd back in 2015, but he did tame Daytona win the season opener this year to clinch his playoff berth. And then Sharon just talked about Brett Moffitt, driver of the number 24 GMS Racing Chevrolet. Not exactly the best track for him. Uh, started 8th and finished 17th in the last fall's race, which was his only trip to Talladega. So we'll talk about Tyler Ankrum first here. Again, these are the drivers on the outside right now heading into this round. Tyler Ankrum's driver of the number 17 DGR Crosley Toyota. Now, Super Spadeways are the great unknown for the 18-year-old driver who missed the opening three races of the season, which included Daytona, due to the age restrictions. So next weekend will mark Ankrum's first visit to one of the massive high-speed circuits like Daytona or Talladega. And Matt Crafton, on the other hand, the number 88 Thor Sport Racing Ford, uh, have to put the past aside at Talladega to have a shot at using the Super Speedway as a springboard into the championship four. In 13 appearances at the 2.66-mile circuit, he has a lone top five, which is a fourth-place finish in 2010. He had only managed four top tens and only one in the most recent five visits, which was a ninth in 2017. He's recorded an average finish of 16.8 at Dega and has three DNS, two within the last three races. His luck hasn't been much better at Daytona. There in 19 starts, he has a pair of top five finishes and eight top tens, but his top fives are spaced nearly a decade apart. One came in 2010 and the other in 2019, finishing fifth both times. He has an average finish of 14.4 at the Florida Super Speedway with four DNFs, but none since 2012. So, again, you got to kind of put that mentally block that out. Okay. Now, the Gander Outdoor Truck Series, as we've mentioned, they've been off for three consecutive weeks, including this weekend. So they're going to be back next weekend at Talladega Super Speedway. Uh, and uh, just to give you some some uh, background here, Talladega has hosted 13 truck series races, uh, the first one coming in 2006, and that race was won by Mark Martin in a Ford. It, that also happened to Mark's Ford's only victory. That happened to be Ford's only victory at that 2.6-mile uh, track. So that's going to be interesting. The track has been has seen four multi-race winners, led with three victories by Timothy Peters. Uh, he's the current race defending winner. Uh, he also won in 2014 and 15, as well as his 2018 victory. Todd Bodine won in 2007 and 8. Kyle Busch in 2009 and 10. And Parker Kligerman won in 2012 and 17. So, uh, Alon Kligerman is the only multi-race winner not to post consecutive trips to victory lane. So, uh, some interesting stats there. With the exception of Peter's most recent win just last season, all of the multi-win drivers notched their victories in a Toyota, including Peter's first two wins. Now, overall, Toyota leads the manufacturer's race with nine wins at Talladega, while Chevrolet has three wins. So that's an interesting stat to keep in mind with this upcoming event. In total, eight different winners have recorded wins at the Alabama track. So there's Grant Infinger in 2016, Johnny Sauter in 13, are the only current full-time Gander Outdoor Truck Series drivers who have previous wins at the track. The eighth driver not mentioned above, Mike Wallace, one in 2011. So uh, some interesting stats there going into Talladega. I'm kind of amazed that Ford's only won there once. You know, I was just thinking that that same thing there, and I'll have to keep that in mind uh, as we make our race picks for that race (laughs) coming up in the prior weeks. I'll come back to this show and uh, review those, uh, those numbers. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so... Speaking of the fantasy uh, game that we're playing here at Fan for Racing, uh, let's give it an update real quick. I know all not right. all of our uh, picks are in. 
Yeah, I'll go run down all of it real quick. I know we're like 10 minutes ahead right now, but give you what I can. Mm-hmm. For the truck series, again, they've been off for the three weeks. Uh, right now I lead that series 65 to 55 over Andy. Uh, Sharon's at 38, Sam at 36, and James at 35. But, again, now race wins are worth 10 points here in the playoffs, and we've seen that become a factor. For the Xfinity Series, uh, the points lead is still Sharon's at 78, but it has been cut down by a 10-point pickup by Sam. He's now at 75. I'm at 65. James is at 55. And Andy at 49. And I believe Andy and Sharon are the only two that have their Xfinity picks in for this weekend. I'll let you go ahead and talk about those two picks there. Uh, you both seem to be riding trains on that one. <laughs> Yeah, Andy took uh, Briscoe, Chase Briscoe, and uh, it's no surprise that I took uh, Cole Custer. All right, you got you got a little bit of an edge there. You've actually taken Cole Custer the last five, actually six races, mm-hmm. uh, whereas Andy has only taken Briscoe the last three. So <laughs> appears to be some favorites there. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it hasn't necessarily helped me. Uh, in taking Custer lately, because as you mentioned, you guys are gaining ground. So we'll see what happens this weekend. Well, you got to you got to stand by them. They used to stand by the Biff, so you're going to stand by Custer. <laughs> on the uh, on the Cup side, on the Cup side, there we actually did have a change in the points lead. Sharon, you now lead that one by 87 to 86 over Sam. I'm dropped back That's a, a little bit. Uh, I'm at 83, so still there, but you guys have definitely picked up some of the big bonus points. Andy's at 69, and James is at 64, and the only one we've had come in so far there is Sam taking Denny Hamlin. Um, I did send something out to James. Again, his schedule, I'll have to wait and see. If he gets anything in during the show, I will bring those up as they come in. Okay. And the overall? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, let's see. The overall, again, that tightened up a little bit. Uh, I still lead at 213, but Sharon, you're up to 203. Sam is just under the 200 mark at 197. Andy at 173, and James at 154. Okay. Interesting. All right. It, uh, it, <laughs> I want to take an opportunity while we have some time here to thank you for taking care of the Fantasy League for us uh, the last couple of years as well as this year. And uh, it's been a lot of fun doing that. It makes the racing a lot of fun because I'm always looking to see who the race picks are and where I stand with it with those race picks and how many points have I going to get. I do I do enjoy it, and I know we've talked about this. You know, we do it just for fun. You know, we were making picks on the show anyway. Yes thought, why not do it? You know, a lot of people are, are asking, you know, what's on the line as far as gambling or whatever? And I'm like, just so that we can say, hey, we beat you. That's it. <laughs> just just, just for the fun of it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well, thanks for, for all of your support and making that happen, Jay. I, I really do appreciate it. All right. We're going to go ahead and get into the NASCAR Xfinity Series. Uh, and uh, they are racing this weekend at Dover International Speedway in the Use Your Melon and Drive Silver 200. Uh, that race will take place this Saturday, October the 5th, at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, the pre-race coverage will start on NBC Sports Network at 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time with radio coverage on MRN and Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. Now, they'll be racing a distance of 200 miles over 200 laps, uh, telling you that that track is a one-mile track. Uh, The first stage will end on lap 45, the second stage on lap 90, and the last stage, of course, ends on the last lap. Last year's uh, winner at this track was Christopher Bell, but they're going to be gunning for him this weekend. They are, and we're going to do some uh, quick highlights from the parade laps. We're going to start with the number 23 GMS Racing Chevrolet, uh, John Hunter Nemechek, uh, born uh, June 11, 1997, making him 24 years, 24 years old. Comes out of Mooresville, North Carolina. Enjoys snowboarding, surfing, mountain biking, and cycling. Very active. Has crew chief Chad Norris with him. 
For career highlights, she has made 46 Xfinity Series starts now, posting one win, 10 top fives, 25 top tens, and a pole. In 2018, he won his first Xfinity Series race at Kansas on the second trip, and he captured his first pole the same year at ISM Raceway on their second visit. In 2018, he competed in 18 of the 22 Xfinity Series races on the schedule for Chip Ganassi Racing, and and he made his career with that same team at Atlanta Motor Speedway, where he started third and finished fourth. The 2019 highlights, he heads to Dover ranked ninth in the Xfinity Series playoff standings. The first position outside is around a 12 cutoff. He's currently 11 points back from eighth place Michael Annette. In 28 starts this year, he's posted four top fives, 14 top tens, and has an average finish of 13.6, which puts him right at that cutoff line, if you will. When we look at his Dover International Speedway performance, he's made three starts, posting two top tens, an average start of 21.0, but an average finish of 10.3. Okay, now in the number one for junior motorsports is Michael Annette. At the age of 32, he hails from Des Moines, Iowa, enjoys cycling, working out, and boating. His crew chief is is Travis Mack, and uh, we'll take a look at his Xfinity Series career highlights. He won his first race in the Xfinity Series in 2019 at the season opener at Daytona International Speedway, qualifying him for the playoffs. In 2017, he made the NASCAR Xfinity Series playoffs and finished the season ninth in the series point standings. In 2012, he finished a career best fifth in the series championship driver standings. Now this season, he's eighth in the Xfinity Series point standings. He's just 11 points ahead of that playoff cutoff. He posted his first career Xfinity Series win again at the season opener at Daytona, qualifying him for the playoffs for the first time since 2017. In 28 starts this season, he has one pole, one win, five top fives, 16 top tens, and his average finish is 10.4. At Dover, he's made 15 starts posting one top five and two top tens. His average start at that track is 22.7, but his average finish is 13.1. All right, the next one we're going to talk about had some good news here in recent weeks. Brandon Jones, driver of the number 19 Joe Gibbs Racing Toyota Supra, he'll be returning to that team next year. So got that going for him already. Uh, He's born February 18th, 1997, puts him at 22 years of age, comes out of hot Atlanta just down the road, Atlanta, Georgia. His hobbies include woodworking, antique car restoration, metal fabrication, as well as farming. And he's going to have Jeff Meandering as his crew chief. For career highlights, he made the Xfinity Series playoffs for the third time in his career here in 2019. In 2018, he tallied a career-best finish of second at Talladega and reached the Xfinity Series playoffs again at that time the second time, finishing a career-best ninth in the standings. Go back to 2017, that's when he captured his first career series pole coming at Daytona in the season opener. And it was 2016 he made the inaugural Xfinity Series playoffs in his rookie season. There he ultimately finished then-career-best tenth in the standings. His 2019 season is shaped up pretty good. He heads to Dover, ranked 10th in the playoff standings, 11 points back from 8th uh, place Michael Annette for that final transfer position at the end of this cutoff round. In 28 starts, he's produced four top fives, 13 top tens, and an average finish of 15.1. He's accumulated three stage wins and four playoff points throughout the season. He's got seven starts at Dover, the Monster Mile, where he's posted three top tens and an average finish of 19.0 while leading a total of 37 laps. Okay, and last up on our parade laps this week is Christopher Bell in the number 20 for Joe Gibbs Racing. 
Uh, birth date is December 16th at 94, and at 24, he hails from Norman, Oklahoma. He loves dirt track racing, racing, and golf. Crew chief, of course, is Jason Ratcliffe with Joe Gibbs Racing. Now, uh, we'll take a look at his Xfinity Series highlights. Uh, in 2008, he actually, I'm sorry, in 2018, he set the rookie season Xfinity Series win record with an amazing seven victories. The previous record of five wins was held by three drivers. Uh, that was Greg Biffle, who did that in 2001, Kyle Busch in 2004, and, of course, Carl Edwards did that in 2005. He also made the Xfinity Series playoffs during his rookie season last year and advanced to the championship four, ultimately finishing fourth in those point standings. He's recorded 15 Xfinity Series wins in just 69 starts, including seven again this season. He won at Atlanta, Bristol, Dover, Iowa, New Hampshire, Road America, and Richmond. Now that's a variety of tracks as well. Now, in 2019, this year, he heads to Dover as the uh, leader in the Xfinity Series points. He's 10 points ahead of the second-place driver, who is Cole Custer. With his win at Richmond last week, he clenched his spot into the playoff round of eight based on that victory. In 28 starts this season, he has four poles. Those are at ISM Raceway, Texas, Charlotte, and the second Iowa race. Uh, we've talked about the seven wins that he has. He also has 18 top fives, 19 top tens, and an average finish of 8.6. That's pretty impressive. He also has won 17 stages, and amazingly, he's accumulated 62 playoff points. I think that's the most I've heard of in any of the series. At Dover, Christopher Bell has made three starts there, posting consecutive wins in 2008 at the playoff race and in 2019 at the spring race. He also has three top fives. His average finish, get this, is 2.0. He's also led 154 laps at Dover. Well, some impressive stats, not only at Dover, but on the season, as you mentioned. That's certainly uh, quite an accomplishment. Puts him kind of at the top of the list for heavy favorite for the championship. But we'll have to see how it plays out. We all know how that goes. Give you a couple of quick updates here on a couple of teams that do the rotating drivers. Uh, Harrison Burton is going to be in JGR's number 18. 